Amen. Well, please take your Bibles and turn with me now to the book of Galatians. We are in Galatians chapter 5 and verses 22 and 23. So we're actually getting close now to the end of our series on the fruit of the Spirit for this summer. Uh, We've looked at seven of the fruits so far, so we've got two remaining. Last week we looked at faithfulness. Next week we finish it off with self-control. But our fruit for the day, today's fruit is gentleness. Gentleness. So we're in Galatians 5 verses 22 and 23. Would you please stand with me for the reading of God's word? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. This is the word of God. Let us pray. Well, dear Lord, as we look into this uh, new fruit of the Spirit today, uh, Lord, how we need gentleness uh, in our lives and, uh, and in this world. Lord, it's a, it's a difficult world we live in. And so, Lord, we pray as we look at this fruit today, we would not only learn about this fruit, but, Lord, we open ourselves to you and ask that you would open our hearts to grow this fruit in us through your Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. So, when was the last time you thought about your car's shock absorbers? Some of you are saying, I've never thought about my car's shock absorbers, right? Well, the last time you probably thought about them was probably when they stopped working, right? Okay, otherwise we don't think about it. When they're doing their job, we don't even notice it. But as soon as they stop working, it becomes very noticeable. Gentleness is like that. Gentleness is a quiet, unassuming fruit of the Spirit that we often don't notice or appreciate. But you take it away and, oh boy, you notice it right away, don't you? All of us know people uh, with personalities that are loud, brash, abrasive, abrupt, harsh. I'm not talking about your boss here, okay? I just, I just, you know, but you know, those are you know, threatening, intimidating. And oh, the harm that a lack of gentleness causes in our world. When you lack gentleness, what happens is, is you stiffen up inside, right? And then when someone hurts you, instead of absorbing the shock, what do you do? You're all stiff. You just bounce it right back out at them, don't you? You bounce that hurt right back at them and everyone else. And before you know it, we're all living in a world of hurt. And instead, God wants you and me to be shock absorbers, okay? That's what we're supposed to be, shock absorbers in this world. Chuck Swindoll writes about gentleness. He says, gentleness includes being calm and peaceful when surrounded by a heated atmosphere, emitting a soothing effect on those who may be angry or otherwise beside themselves, and possessing tact and gracious courtesy that causes others to retain their self-esteem and dignity. 
The fruit of gentleness helps us to smooth off our rough edges, right? We've all got rough edges. And it enables us to absorb, to absorb the hurts of the world instead of bouncing them back out where they continue to cause untold harm. Gentleness may be defined as meekness or mildness. It is having power, strength, and authority under control. It is the taming of the wild and the spirited. The gentle person has an unassuming disposition. And as we will see later in the message, the gentle person is not weak, okay? But in fact, they have great strength. The gentle person does not need to explain themselves in the face of opposition. They handle criticism with restraint. They refuse to brag. Gentleness is the opposite of self-assertion and self-promotion. The gentle person has nothing to prove and nobody to impress. And their gentleness makes them approachable. And people are drawn to them and to their unusual strength as displayed in their mildness of character. So gentleness, as you look at it, this has to do with your manner and how you relate to other people. Remember, we have a phrase for each of the fruit of the Spirit. I will grow in gentleness as I allow the Spirit to soften my manner. And some of us, we need the Spirit to soften our manner. Gentleness is such an important fruit of the Spirit because in this sinful world, people are so often, people so often treat each other harshly or unfairly. When you allow God's Holy Spirit to soften your manner, you will then begin, be able to minister to people's needs, to bring healing to the wounds that they may experience from others. So fruit of gentleness, that's our topic for this morning. There's, a, there's an outline in your worship guide. I'd encourage you to take that out if you'd like to follow along or jot down some notes as we go. But we begin, as with all the fruit of the Spirit, we begin with God. What does the Bible tell us about gentleness and God? And this is so important because a lot of people have wrong views of God. They view God as either harsh or cruel or indifferent. But the Bible tells us that our God is a God of gentleness. Yes, he holds all power, strength, and authority, and yet he holds his strength under perfect control. Gentleness is part of God's character. The Bible tells us, first of all, that God is gentle like a father with us, or as a father should be. We read in Psalm 103, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. And so God understands our limitations and he deals gently with us. He does not treat us as our sins deserve, praise God. Instead, God chooses to provide comfort and mercy and grace and salvation. God is gentle like a father with us, and God is gentle like a shepherd with us. We read in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores 
my soul. We read that beautiful passage from Isaiah 40 earlier in the service. Isaiah 40, 11 says, God tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms. He carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. God has the heart of a shepherd, gently guiding, leading, and tending his flock. We see so many examples of God's gentleness in the Bible, right? In the very beginning, God was gentle with Adam and Eve when they sinned in the garden. We see God gently making garments of skin for them, providing for their needs. God was gentle in reaching out to Hagar and her son when they were in the wilderness. He was gentle in ministering to Elijah through that still, small voice when Elijah was so discouraged. He was gentle and redirecting Jonah's anger when, when Jonah was angry at God for his mercy. God's gentle with us. And Jesus, as God's son, is also gentle, as we would expect. Jesus is a, is a reflection of God's character. And Jesus, when he was here on earth, displayed the fruit of gentleness in his life as well. Matthew 11, verses eight, uh, 28 to 30, Jesus said, come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus said in John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And so Jesus shares the same shepherd's heart that we see in his heavenly father uh, in the Old Testament. No one lived with greater power and authority than Jesus Christ. Neither has anyone lived with greater opposition and criticism, and yet also no one else lived with such gentleness. Jesus came to earth with all gentleness as a baby, born of a virgin. Jesus lived his days on earth in quietness and strength. In meekness, Jesus rode a young donkey into Jerusalem as the rightful king. Jesus is both the great shepherd and the gentle lamb who is led to slaughter. At his trial, Jesus remained silent before his accusers. As a sheep before her shearers is silent. He made no reply to the charges against him. He hurled no insults for the insults he received. Jesus was gentle with Martha when she was complaining about her sister Mary. Jesus was gentle with the woman in the crowd who touched him for healing. Jesus was gentle with James and John when they tried to get the best seats in heaven. And Jesus was gentle with Peter. When Peter denied him three times, later Jesus took Peter aside and he restored him gently. As one person put it, Peter the failure became Peter the forgiven and all through the gentleness of Christ. So that's what the Bible tells us about gentleness in God. God is gentle like a father with us. God is gentle like a shepherd with us. And Jesus, as the Son of God, displayed the fruit of gentleness in his life here on earth. 
gentleness and God. Now we want to see what does the Bible tell us about gentleness and strength. Gentleness and strength. And first of all, we need to understand that gentleness is not the same as weakness. We often make that mistake. We tend to confuse the gentle and meek with the timid and weak. But gentleness has got nothing to do with weakness. Gentleness is not opposed to strength. Rather, it is opposed to harshness. In fact, it is the weak person who cannot handle uh, the frustrations of life, and so they take it out on someone else. That's the weak person who does that. You know, we just looked at Isaiah 40, 11, that beautiful verse speaks of God taking care of his flock and gently ca- carrying them in his arms and, and caring for them. But you know, the verse that comes right before it, verse 10, speaks of his strength. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and his arm rules for him. Micah chapter 5, verse 4 says much the same thing. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord. In the majesty of the name of the Lord is God. Shepherding a flock takes strength, not weakness. Jesus was gentle, but he was certainly not weak. He was not a doormat for people to step over. He was gentle with those who needed help and encouragement, but he was not afraid to speak out, to stand up to injustice, to rebuke those who were in the wrong. And that's why we read Matthew 21, 12. Jesus entered the temple area. He drove out all who were buying and selling. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. Great strength. Gentleness is not the same as weakness. In fact, only the strong can truly be gentle. Only the strong can truly be gentle because everyone else is either fragile or weak. Let me share with you something I wrote down earlier. I was working on this message and I sort of journaled this and wrote this down. Let me just share this with you. It has to do with my dog, Coco. As I'm writing out this part of the message, it is early morning. I'm at home and a strong thunderstorm is passing through. Our little dog, Coco, is desperately frightened of thunder. And he comes running to me for comfort. I hold him in my lap and feel his little chest trembling in fear. I gently stroke his back and speak quietly to him. I'm gentle with him, but I can only be gentle because I am strong. If I was afraid of the thunder too, we would both just huddle in fear in the corner together. Neither of us could be gentle with the other because only the strong can be gentle. Only the strong can truly be gentle. Paul writes in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. When God makes us gentle, he does not make us weak. Rather, he makes us strong. Once again, it's the same way with Jesus, who is gentle with us. We read in Hebrews 4.15, we do not have a high priest, speaking of Jesus, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he was without sin. 
And so Jesus is gentle with us, not simply because he also was tempted, that's part of it, but because he was without sin. If Jesus was a fellow sinner with us, He could only commiserate with us. But because he was strong in the face of temptation, he can be gentle with us as sinners. Only the strong can truly be gentle. And that brings us now to really our definition of gentleness. Gentleness is strength under control. There you go. Three word definition. Strength under control. I like the way Billy Graham puts it. He says, a river under control can be used to generate power. A fire under control can heat a home. Gentleness is power, strength, spirit, and wildness under control. Now think about it for a moment. Which is stronger to stop an argument. Let's say you're in the middle of an argument and you want to stop the argument. Which is stronger to stop an argument? Gentleness or harshness? Proverbs 15.1 says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Gentleness is stronger. Okay, well, which is stronger to win an argument? Maybe you don't want to stop it. You want to win it. Which is stronger to win an argument, gentleness or harshness? Proverbs 25, 15 says, Through patience, a ruler can be persuaded and a gentle tongue can break a bone. Gentleness is stronger. When Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, he had to rebuke them for their many sins. He was coming to visit them and he urged them to repent before he arrived. Why? Not because he was weak, but because he was strong. And he writes to them in 1 Corinthians 4, he says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. And then he asked them, What do you prefer? Shall I come to you with a whip or in love and with a gentle spirit? Paul was strong, but he had his strength under control. Yes, he would come in judgment if necessary, but he preferred to come in love and a gentle spirit. And so gentleness, it's not the same as weakness. Only the strong can truly be gentle. Gentleness is strength under control. So we've looked at what the Bible says about gentleness in God. We see what the Bible says about gentleness and strength. Finally, we want to see what does the Bible tell us about growing in gentleness? How do we grow in this fruit of the Spirit? Of course, we should be gentle in all of our relationships with with other people. Philippians 4.4 says, let your gentleness be evident to all. So that's sort of a a catch-all. But I want to share with you six specific areas where we can grow in gentleness this morning. First of all, you should be gentle in teaching. Gentle in teaching. 2 Timothy 2 says, the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Those who oppose him, he must gently instruct in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth. 
you want to become a pastor or, or a teacher? Do you want to become a teacher of God's word? One of the biblical qualifications to be a pastor or a teacher of God's word is gentleness. And that's because arguments and quarrels only bring about resentment. They leave a hardened heart. But when we deal with people in a gentle manner, then we win their hearts over for Christ. Paul said he appealed to others by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. Gentle in teaching. One way we grow in gentleness. Secondly, you should be gentle in restoring. Gentle in restoring. Romans 15.1 says, We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak. Galatians 6.1 says, Brothers, sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. And so when someone stumbles into sin, you don't treat them harshly. Rather, you restore them gently. You come alongside them humbly as a brother or sister, recognizing your own weaknesses, helping them to get back on track. Thirdly, you should be gentle in marriage. And boy, this is where a lot of these are toughest to do. Sometimes it's toughest to put these into practice in our own homes, isn't it? Colossians 3 says, Wives, submit to your husbands as it's fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. 1 Peter 3, 7 says, Husbands, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect. This is such a beautiful picture of marriage. Wives submitting to their husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, loving our wives, not being harsh with them. And so selfish quarrels, power struggles, shouting matches, name-calling, all of that needs to be washed away and give way to gentleness. Our behavior in marriage should reflect the crucifixion attitude of Jesus, just as Christ loved the church and he gave himself up for her. So we should be gentle with each other in marriage. Fourthly, you should be gentle in authority. Ephesians 6 gives us two examples, uh, parents and bosses. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. And then he goes on and says, Masters, you treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven. So yes, children should obey their parents, but parents, we need to be gentle with our children, right? Yelling at your children will not necessarily help them to obey. More likely, just lead them to resentment and frustration, probably for both of you. Gentleness of heart will open their young hearts to you and to the discipline, the training, and instruction of the Lord. It's the same with bosses and workers. Workers, yes, we're instructed to obey and respect our bosses, but bosses, you also need to be gentle with your workers. God says, do not threaten them, do not intimidate them, Why? You both share the same master in heaven. We've all got one boss together. Number five, you should be gentle in witnessing. In witnessing. When Paul wrote to the Thessalonians and he was reflecting on his time when he came to them and shared the gospel with them, he wrote this. He said, we were gentle among you. Like a mother caring for her little children. Paul faced so many trials, so much opposition, but he remained gentle 
in sharing the gospel. 1 Peter 3.15 tells us, always be prepared. Okay, so you got to do that. You got to be prepared. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Be prepared. Be ready to tell people about Jesus. But he goes on and says, do this with gentleness and respect. Sharing your faith is often going to be met with opposition. But winning people to Christ cannot be accomplished by arguing or intimidation. Rather, the word of God must be received humbly by those who believe, and we accomplish that by sharing the gospel gently with those who do not believe. And then finally, as with all of the fruit of the Spirit, this been our last one every time is ask God, right? Ask God to develop the fruit of gentleness in your life. God is the one who ultimately makes all of the fruit grow in your life. So make it a matter of prayer. Make it a regular habit to pray through all of the fruit of the spirit in your life. I know people who pray through this every morning. I I don't know if I do it every morning, but many mornings I pray through the fruit of the spirit saying, God, help me to grow in these areas. If you want to grow more like Jesus, you have to grow in gentleness. I will grow in gentleness as I allow the spirit to soften my manner. We need a lot less harshness and abrasiveness in this world, and we need a whole lot more gentleness. If you lack the fruit of gentleness in your life, Ask God to start growing this fruit in your life today. Ask God to make you a a shock absorber. We want to be shock absorbers for the Lord. Ask God to make you gentle like Jesus so you can be healers and encouragers of others in this world rather than contributors to the hurts and discouragements in this rough and tumble world. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for the fruit of gentleness. Lord, thank you for being gentle with us. Your strength is infinite. You are all-powerful. Lord, it would be very easy for you to overwhelm us or to be harsh with us. And, oh, Lord, we would just cower in fear. But you're so gentle and patient with us. Lord Jesus, when you came, you came not only to die on the cross for our sins and so that we could be forgiven when we put our trust in you, but you came to demonstrate God's character for us. And you demonstrated this fruit of gentleness over and over again. Lord, help us to be gentle people. Help us to be shock absorbers, absorbing the hurts and frustrations of this world rather than sending them back out again. Make us gentle like Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.